Chapter Thirteen: The Testimonies for the Church. 1855 Vision published in First Testimony. Compiler's note: The publication of the November 20, 1855 Vision, and the May 27, 1856 Vision in 16-page pamphlets titled "Testimony for the Church" was initiated by eyewitnesses in the Battle Creek Church, as noted in each pamphlet. We, the undersigned, being eyewitnesses when the above vision was given, deem it highly necessary that it should be published, for the benefit of the church, on account of the important truths and warnings which it contains. Signed: Joseph Bates, J. H. Wagoner, G. W. Amadon, M. E. Cornell, J. Hart, and Uriah Smith. Testimony for the Church, Number One, 1855, Page Eight. To the saints scattered abroad, the foregoing testimony was given in the presence of about one hundred brethren and sisters assembled in the house of prayer, on whose minds it apparently made a deep impression. It has since been read before the church at Battle Creek, who gave their unanimous vote in favor of its publication for the benefit of the saints scattered abroad. Signed, Cyrenius Smith and J. P. Kellogg. Testimony for the Church, Number Two, eighteen fifty-six edition. November twenty, eighteen fifty-five. While in prayer, the Spirit of the Lord came suddenly and powerfully upon me, and I was taken off in vision. I saw that the Spirit of the Lord has been dying away from the Church. Testimonies, Volume One, Page One Thirteen. Sent out by the author without charge. I have sent out, postpaid to brethren in different states, about 150 copies of testimony for the church. It can be had by addressing me at Battle Creek, Michigan. I shall be happy to hear from those who may receive it. Those who would encourage the circulation of such matter can do so by assisting in its publication. Review and Herald, December 18, 1855. <laughs> Condensation of first ten testimony pamphlets republished in 1864. During the last nine years, from 1855 to 1864, I have written ten small pamphlets entitled "Testimony for the Church," which have been published and circulated among Seventh Day Adventists. The first edition of most of these pamphlets being exhausted, and there being an increasing demand for them, it has been thought best to reprint them, as given in the following pages, omitting local and personal matters, and giving those portions only which are of practical and general interest and importance. Most of testimony number four may be found in the second volume of Spiritual Gifts; hence, it is omitted in this volume. Compiler's note: By popular demand, the first ten were reprinted in 1874 in full in book form, together with a reprinting of numbers 11 through 20. Personal testimonies published. Since the warning and instruction given in testimony for individual cases applied with equal force to many others who had not been specially pointed out in this manner. It seemed to me to be my duty to publish the personal testimonies for the benefit of the church. I know of no better way to present my views of general dangers and errors, and the duty of all who love God and keep His commandments, than by giving these testimonies. Perhaps there is no more direct and forcible way of presenting what the Lord has shown me. 
in a vision given me June 12, 1868, I was shown that which fully justified my course in publishing personal testimonies. When the Lord singles out individual cases and specifies their wrongs, others who have not been shown in vision frequently take it for granted that they are right, or nearly so. If one is reproved for a special wrong, brethren and sisters should carefully examine themselves to see wherein they have failed and wherein they have been guilty of the same sin. Testimonies, Volume 5, pages 658 and 659. Editing the published testimonies in 1884. Dear Brother Smith, I have today mailed you a letter, but information has been received from Battle Creek that the work upon testimonies is not accepted. Compiler's Note Reference is to the work being done in response to the General Conference Session Action of November 16, 1883. I wish to state some matters which you can do what you please with. These statements you have heard me make before, that I was shown years ago that we should not delay in publishing the important light given me because I could not prepare the matter perfectly. My husband was at times very sick, unable to give me the help that I should have had, and that he could have given me had he been in health. On this account, I delayed putting before the people that which has been given me in vision. But I was shown that I should present before the people in the best manner possible the light received. Then, as I received greater light, and as I used the talent God has given me, I should have increased ability to use in writing and speaking. I was to improve everything as far as possible, bringing it to perfection, that it might be accepted by intelligent minds. As far as possible, every defect should be removed from all our publications. As the truth should unfold and become widespread, every care should be exercised to perfect the works published. I saw in regard to Brother Andrew's history of the Sabbath that he delayed the work too long. Other erroneous works were taking the field and blocking the way so that minds would be prejudiced by the opposing elements. I saw that thus much would be lost. After the first edition was exhausted, then he could make improvements, but he was seeking too hard to arrive at perfection. This delay was not as God would have it. Ellen G. White desired language correctly used. Now, Brother Smith, I have been making a careful, critical examination of the work that has been done on the testimonies and I see a few things that I think should be corrected in the matter brought before you and others at the General Conference in November of 1883. But as I examine the matter more carefully, I see less and less that is objectionable. Where the language used is not the best, I want it made correct and grammatical, as I believe it should be in every case where it can be without destroying the sense. The work is delayed, which does not please me. My mind has been exercised upon the question of the testimonies that have been revised. We have looked them over more critically. I cannot see the matter as my brethren see it. I think the changes will improve the book. If our enemies handle it, let them do so. I think that anything that shall go forth will be criticized, twisted, turned, and boggled. But we are to go forward with a clear conscience, doing what we can, and leaving the result with God. We must not be long in delaying the work. Now, my brethren, 
What do you propose to do? I do not want this work dragging along any longer. I want something done, and done now. Letter 11, 1884. Written from Hillsburg, California, February 19, 1884. The work of E.G. White selecting matter for the testimonies. I must select the most important matters for the testimony, volume 6, and then look over everything prepared for it, and be my own critic. For I would not be willing to have some things which are all truth to be published, because I fear that some would take advantage of them to hurt others. After the matter for the testimony is prepared, every article must be read by me. I have to read them myself, for the sound of the voice in reading or singing is almost unendurable to me. I try to bring out general principles, and if I see a sentence which I fear would give someone excuse to injure someone else, I feel at perfect liberty to keep back the sentence, even though it is all perfectly true. Letter 32, 1901 Letters to Help Others Anticipated Use of Letters I am endeavoring by the help of God to write letters that will be a help not merely to those to whom they are addressed, but to many others who need them. Letter 79, 1905